Hey guys, welcome to Ohm's Lounge with your host, Ohm's, and myself, the Lone Salesman. We're back from our hiatus. Usually hibernation comes, you know, during winter, not before winter, right? So we decided we wanted to pop a few podcasts before the year ends. Uh, We've had some ideas in the back of our brains, a lot of interesting things coming out. Last time we we actually interviewed DJ DNZ. That was pretty interesting going into like his career from landing in San Francisco, going to Tokyo. And we did a few segments on trends in gaming, what disappointed us, indie games, AAA games, uh, mobile gaming and VR gaming. And we had some interesting perspectives and insight on that. So if you guys are interested in those topics, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that for any first-time viewers. And of course, we have our uh, review with indie dev Naguli, which was also very insightful if you're someone interested in getting into the game dev realm. So Josh, how you doing? Not too bad, man. It's been a long time. I but know. we've been talking off and on. So how long has it been since the last time we did this? Well, technically, I would say we recorded our d z interview in June. However, yeah, right. we kind so of it's been about like five months. Yeah, give it more or less. All right, right on. Um, yeah, man, I've been doing a lot uh, in those five months. Starting to look into game dev stuff myself. I've been using gamedev.tv to teach myself how to do tile editing and stuff like that, making characters. I've been getting way more into art and for those that are watching on youtube um some of the art that's in the background that's done by uh, my friend Puelpo, and on instagram he's uh called waste of space it's a uh, waste as in w-a-s-t-e-s-p underscore c-e so yeah and we'll put he's that really link cool. in the description out. for sure he, yeah. he helped us out a lot. We we had this blank canvas and we didn't really know what to put there. So either this or his uh, Josh's goldfish. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, yeah, I got some goldfish now. They're pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't know that I was going to like goldfish so, uh, so much. I'll probably put up a picture or something later. But what about you, man? Yeah, same thing. Um, dad life has been uh, time consuming. I, I did a quick uh, podcast about that kind of how the balance, the gaming and uh, dad life. But uh, now work is also my full-time job is taking a lot of my time. So this kind of got sidetracked uh, or sidelined. So, but, you know, I've had an itch to do it. It's just like, okay, like I want to do a podcast, but what do we talk about? And then you come with me at like five different things. And I'm like, wow, okay, let's, let's like just jump into this. So like, what what are we talking about today, Josh? So today we're going to be talking about some of the things that I really wanted to cover, which is going to be Shadow Drops. We got Riot. They've been doing a lot. They've overtaken uh, Squid Games as far as like viewership and Netflix wow. is concerned. And we got uh, Project L for the FGC community that's really interested in that. And I wanted to talk about that with, I guess, the multiverse. Um, oh, with yeah. Uh, yeah, the multi-first game that um, DC is doing and Nintendo's, well, not Nintendo, Nickelodeon's um, fighting game. Their very first fighting game. So it's pretty, pretty interesting. And I kind of want to touch a little bit on Jump Force. 
Jump Force, huh? That's uh, not a name I'd expect coming up. Speaking of fighting games, didn't you say you heard some Capcom things? Some possible yeah. leaks? Ooh. Yeah, I sent you a link. Yeah. Got- um, the leak was from last year in November. T- yeah, last year November, and Fetch Life they they had uh, covered it before they had the original tweet pulled down. So they still covered it, and they were able to get some of that stuff. So let's hear. Dragon's Dogma, Street Fighter 6, Rockman, uh, Mega Man, whatever, Resident Evil 4 remake, which is going to be popular for sure, Monster Hunter 6, Biohazard Apocalypse, sounds terrible, SSF6, or yeah, Street Fighter, they already put that, uh, Final Fight remake, I'm not sure who's asking for that, Power Stone remake, Ultra SF6, <laughs> it's funny you, you talked to me about that earlier and uh resident evil hank uh or hunk i don't know what the fuck that is Damn. okay so that one right there hank that's like uh one, one of the guys that works for raccoon city if i'm not mistaken oh it's actually okay. pretty cool yeah interesting um but so for uh super street fighter well there's street fighter 6 and then there's i'm assuming super street fighter 6 and Ultra uh, Street Fighter 6. So we have Street Fighter 6, which is going to be coming out Q3 next year, 2022. And then if you look at the other link I sent you, where it's Project L talking about how it's not going to be shipping in 2022. But if you scroll down, I think it's at the very uh, very bottom. It's like, yeah, right there. To manage expectations, he says, we're probably... We probably won't get another update about Project L until sometime early in the second half of 2022. Mm. I mean, that's so, fair. That's fair. But, yeah, but that kind of lines up with when Street Fighter Six is going to be releasing, kind of. So uh. they're going to be a little bit ahead of the curve on this. So they have this stuff in mind. I'm going to go ahead and say that. And okay. I think what that's for is to kind of give fighting game um, enthusiasts or the community something to look forward to if street fighter 6 isn't as good as they want it to be or if it's just like a flop or buggy or whatever because this game looks amazing it looks great and if you've seen arcane like it just it fits definitely the same art style yeah the shell shaded kind of dark um anime style you know i've seen a lot of fighting games it kind of reminds me the same art style as uh some of the other uh anime fighting games like uh Ninja Storm and the new Kimitsu no Yaiba game. Um, it's got that cell shaded look where, I mean, nothing's exactly detailed, but the character models kind of resemble a anime-ish figure. So kind of fits the, the theme, I guess. Yeah. So that's what I'm like really excited about. And I'll, I was like on sneaky stream the other day and people were in the chat. They're like, yeah, this is just going to be a game for all you you know, league nerds that are just really bad at the game and just want to find something else. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like you have like the hardcore, toxic FGC community, you know, gatekeeping and stuff like that. No one was saying that about Valorant when it came out. I mean, Valorant, you know, everyone's like, oh, this is a CS clone, CS Overwatch clone. But then it's like it has its own fan base. It's not like people who play Overwatch are playing Valorant. Um, People who play CS are playing Valorant. I'll say that much. It's all you know. It's already got its own competitive scenes. So I mean, who's to say that this game, 
you know, won't have its own competitive scene as a fighting game. I mean, what's your, I mean, going back to your experience with Street Fighter V, I mean, in the gatekeeping, you know, like this, that just makes it better. I mean, more people can play a game that with characters they're familiar with. There's no one telling them that you have to play Street Fighter II on Super Nintendo to understand, you know, Street Fighter, you know what I mean? Like, uh, well, I will politely disagree with you there because historically, and it's it's just known, like universally, that Riot League of Legends just it's a toxic community. Oh yeah, like they're True. they're they've already done the whole we're going to start banning all chat. You know, people are like it, it brings up some of the fucking nastiest parts of me and some of the people that I played with, and it's just it's not fun. You know, like if you want to lose friends, this is definitely the game to play with those friends that you want to lose. Right. I I guess it all depends if it's going to be free to play or I mean, I'll probably be free to play with skins or whatever. Dude, if if you know anybody that's played any of the League of Legends, like Valorant or League of Legends, more more geared toward League of Legends, they're going to pay like I, oh, yeah. they had accounted for one out of every six dollars or something from an old article i'll find that i'll send that to you later but it was something ridiculous like that like they accounted for one out of every six dollars spent on online gaming and if that doesn't kind of like shock you like that that's crazy riot has such a stranglehold on the gaming market honestly they, they do such a great job with it and it's the characters are very memorable. You said it yourself. Yeah, I mean, I they're, they're just likable. I don't even play the game, but when I see you play, I'm like, I look at these designs and the artwork, and I'm just like, wow, like these characters look cool. Like, uh, and then I, when I saw the show Arcane, I, I took a peek at that, watched the first episode or two, and I was like, you know, this is interesting. Like, you already have these fleshed out characters, and when I look at another IP like uh like Overwatch, for example, who's had characters has like you know. Um, I think over 30 characters now and they have a little character to them, but I mean, not the detail that league of legends has put into theirs. I mean, they got everything like bios or, you know, and it just feels like a larger universe you could use with that. Yeah. I mean the universe and everything that they got, it's, it's already been done. Like they've been working on this for a long time. And the lore, it's good. I have another friend, just like you. He doesn't play the game, but he reads the lore. Like, he's one of those, like, Warhammer, like, 40k oh, okay. fans. So, you know, you got to be pretty into the lore for that. And it is interesting, but, man, it's it's a lot to dig through. I'm and not sure. to mention, like, like Riot, they've worked with uh, Marvel in the past. They have a few comics that were published by Marvel. And that in itself is pretty, pretty cool. So who knows what that what this is all going to lead into? But for them to go off on their own, they're doing it right. Like they did a Shadow Worlds, they did a Shadow Drop with Ruin King. Yeah, they let's talk Project about Hell. that with uh, for a minute. Ruin King. No one yeah, was expecting they that. Shadow one. Drop this. <laughs> yeah, nobody. Like they kind of. I remember they had a an event going on earlier in the year. I can't remember when, but within the league client, you can go in there and have a nice little short story talking about. Uh, let's see. It was Lucian and uh, Senna going through and um, having to fight the Ruin King, and it was it had revealed uh, Vex and the new guy. I forgot his name, but 
you know, uh, yeah, it, it know. just, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Akshan. Oh, Akshan. So, okay. Yeah. So, it kind of showcased those two characters, or a little bit of, of Vex, a little bit, and then it kind of helped show Akshan's uh, place in the, in the right lore. So this game is basically like turn-based RPG, um, isometric top-down, and it looks beautiful. It looks cool. It looks very definitely do like the very art fun. Style. Yeah, like I like it. I like it a lot. The fighting definitely reminds me of uh, kind of like Paper Mario or the old school RPGs. I was thinking kind of like what was it, Darkest Dungeon Two? Oh, uh, yeah, but not so you know what's the word roguelike mm-hmm. this actually has a story to tell yeah i mean i so, uh, i don't know if it's gonna have the same repeatability as something like that or uh diablo but um yeah they're going hard man i'm telling you like they already showcased arcane worlds just happened let's talk about worlds for a little bit sure like uh, like mercedes benz like they went all out they gave the world champions you know like these mercedes like championship like they look like NBA championship rings. They look fucking, they look really nice. And yeah, so they have like the rings make it official. And I remember yeah. watching it with you a few times and I'm not really into the game, but I can definitely feel like the tension and in, in the, uh, the showmanship between, you know, all the games and the teams and how they presented everything. It was really nice. I, now I did have some issues with some of the, showcasters or whatever i mean it was whatever yeah but, um like dash's stupid fucking hair yeah <laughs> i don't know what he was doing with that but i don't like his hair there's just like a few That's things I, like i i guess my biggest thing was like the contrast between like a sportscaster and these guys it's like okay um some of them were dressed nice some of them were kind of dressed somewhat casual i mean i don't know it just it threw me off for an event that had such big names like mercedes and other things and then i just see people like looking the way they do and i'm just like uh okay i mean that's that's cool i mean whatever you know but uh worlds was definitely interesting so how's how's that going is uh well the last thing i heard is that mexico city toronto and i think san francisco got leaked i'm not sure if that was intentional for mm. more uh what is it coverage on riot as it is because now you have all these little parts of the world that are getting really excited for worlds next year. Oh yeah. Kind of foster that within the community. I guess people talking about it more and more and more. So they know what they're doing as far as advertisements concerned. Outside of that, with them just kind of just doing drop after drop after drop, like they're, they're doing, they're doing the right business moves. If I've ever seen it. And for sure, man. I mean, I don't think they've been on a losing streak for any of their games. Uh, I mean, I guess Teamfight Tactics has its own little niche community. Uh, I think my friend likes playing that, but it's a game for people that that don't want to uh, dedicate the twenty to thirty minute times, possibly forty minute times of playing, you know, Summoner's Rift. And mm. I don't blame them, dude. This shit gets a little annoying, and sometimes all you want to do is just like just bullshit play through Teamfight Tactics so that you can get the the drops or whatever it is that you're trying to get 
Yeah. So, so far, Riot is doing it good. I mean, uh, some of their prices, I, I remember looking back at their gun skins on Valorant were pretty fucking ridiculous. You'd pay for like $50, $70 for like a single, uh, for like a group of um, gun skins. And then they evolve. So that's like the catch. Like the more you use it, the more it evolves. And then you could pay extra money to increase it further. So like you get the animations and, um, I think with the game like league and when you spend your money, okay, you're spending on new legends, you're spending on more skins and there's no skins in Valorant. It's all uh, gun skins. So, um, the pay model makes more sense in league of legends than it does for Valorant. For me, it's like, I'd rather just grind the game out or, or play with the base. I mean, then again, you can use the argument, hey, if you're having fun with the game, it's free to play. You know, no one's saying it's wrong to spend a little money on it. I mean, you're having fun with it. Why not? I mean, you pay $60 for a normal game, you know, on full full retail, right? So maybe $50, $40, depending on the platform or the game type. And I don't personally, I think I've spent way more than $60 on Apex Legends, uh, buying the the battle passes themselves kind of pay for themselves once you buy one, but the event skins, stuff like that. I don't really feel bad paying for that kind of stuff if I'm enjoying the game. So why not? Okay, Josh. Well, now that we talked about riot and their new plot games coming out, um, speaking of project L we did mention jump force. So, why don't we talk about that? What's going uh, on with that? Uh, <laughs> so um, I sent you a link earlier, and it was showing like the concurrent uh, player base. Yeah, if you want to go with that, yeah, if, you, you can see it right here. Their all-time peak was launch. Like uh, I looked at it earlier, ten thousand players. All right, cool. And then you have ninety-seven players playing this game from the last four hours. So less than a hundred people. Yeah, let me refresh that. that too. Let me. Oh, okay. Okay, now 107. Okay, so it broke 100. So, <laughs> so if you like scroll down, and then you look at the average player base. The average, it doesn't ever break a thousand. You scroll all the way down. Well, oh, actually, outside of like when it launched, of course. Mm. Damn, it but lost up, like thousands of players. Yeah. On that second. I mean, so the only person that I know of that plays this game and loves this game and can speak their piece on Jump Force, like with absolute knowledge, is Mo Lowry. Mo Lowry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Mo Lowry, he's on YouTube. I like him a lot. He's really funny. Check him out. I'll put a link to his uh, YouTube in the the bottom. Funny guy. Interesting. Yeah. I had a few friends that actually were playing this and were pretty upset when this uh, the news came out that, you know, come next year, they're going to just stop supporting it. And then, yeah. yeah. All right there, dude. You're going to stop selling it. And I have a copy of it. Like, yeah. I bought it when it first came out. Too. So you have like, a you have physical copy, huh? Yeah, I do. So hopefully that thing will turn into a, a nice little collector piece. Yeah, for do. sure. Because, I mean, they're going to... Okay, so they're going to stop selling it in... February of next year, and then by August next year, all online services are going to end. That's crazy. Yeah, I've never seen that happen. Offline content's available, but yeah, it's just like 
even the most dead games still have servers. I mean, geez. Yeah, and this is coming from who published Bandai. Bandai. Well, I think didn't they go through something like uh, them changing like their logo or something, or getting bought out by someone? I don't know. Hmm. I'll have to look at that in the future. But I think they did go through something like that. I'm not. So here's my theory on this. Yeah. Um, my theory is they're either doing upgrades, they're doing some serious uh, what is it? Like serious bug fixes because Mo Lowry he had explained that on launch this game was buggy as hell with all the roaches. It's like it was bad. It was really really bad. But if you suffered through it, it was still enjoyable to play. And then as far as like a fighting game is concerned, he made his comparisons with, uh, you know, like uh, Ninja Storm and Budokai. And he says that this one, they don't show you like the combos to do, but you have to like keep playing it and learn on your own. And honestly, personally, I love the way that this game looks and I love the way they like do a mashup of all the characters from all these different mangas and animes and all that shit. Like, I love the fact that I could just play, like, Yuki versus, you know, Jojo. Or, yeah, I mean... You know, like, Kinshido. Like, that, that shit's awesome to me. Well, let, let's hear a little bit from from him. I'll yeah. play, like, 30 seconds of this clip. Right, yeah. Yeah. Roaches everywhere. Love <laughs> every second of it, though. And I'll show you one of my coldest matches. Just to show you how people will combo some stuff in. It's like, man, you got to adapt with the skill. You either know how to play it or you don't. Which I don't understand why people were so mad, though. Because, like, the Xenoverse is a tough game. I done got whooped in before by some stuff I feel like was kind of cheesy. Uh, Ninja Storm, I done got hit with some cheesy stuff. Fighter Z, don't let me get started again, <laughs> man. And I done button mashing people on Fighter Z. But the way people talk about Jump Force is just, uh, I don't know. It just don't... But yeah, I mean, he, he just brought it up. Same thing, you know. It's just like any other Friday or DBZ Friday. I mean, the game looks fine. I mean, the the mechanics. People are saying it's a dead game. Um, games like this are gonna have a niche community anyway. It's not gonna be. I mean, fighting games itself have such niche communities, like we were saying before. I mean, how much was Street Fighter pulling in? Um, I think it is definitely in the thousands and. Also, you have to con- uh, take into consideration that these are like these uh these stats. This is only from Steam, right? That's so, true. And considering yeah, so this game's probably play played on PlayStation more, we could probably say that the numbers on uh probably doubled, probably doubled on Jump Force at least. Yeah, yeah. Street Fighter's looking but, okay. Yeah, people. There's there's a there's a community for it, and then go ahead and type in Tekken Seven just for another fighting game. Mm-hmm. So that one's like somewhat similar. Yeah. A little bit more. Yep. And it's going to be really interesting when Riot decides to release Project L. And I don't know how they're going to do that. They're probably going to do that through their client. And if they were to do it, it's uh, probably not going to be on Steam. Oh, yeah. See, look, like, look at Ninja Storm. Ninja Storm's kind of got similar numbers. Well, they're in the thousands kind of. When it comes to uh, average player base, but it's not so far off from Jump Force. Interesting. Yeah, they're doing they're doing better. I mean, if if they're still able to pull these numbers and not have their ser- their servers you know shut down, then you know like what gives. So I want to. That's why I'm I'm having very wishful thinking 
but at the same time i got to be realistic i think it's either that they're doing upgrades to the game or maybe they're doing like another secret you know shadow drop that's kind of tight or or they it's something as simple as them losing their ips yeah could be i mean you got a lot of characters in that and just unless or i could be completely wrong and shonen jump they have the shared ip wrong along all those things like much like how uh what is it the the multiverse platformer by warner brothers Yes. Like all those characters. Let's let's talk about multiverses for for a minute. Let's let's uh, segue into that. Like what what is this? So it's not exactly all DC characters. Yeah, let's skip through to show the gameplay. Yeah, really quick. we got WB characters. So we got like Finn, Superman. We got the Steven Universe, Bugs Bunny. For we some reason, Clinton. we got Arya Stark. I don't know why they put, like, they got Arya Stark because technically Game of Thrones is owned by WB. George R. R. Martin's probably, like, drunk. Fishing <laughs> <out>. <laughs> hey, uh, we're going to put Arya Stark fighting uh, Bugs Bunny. What do you think of that? Oh, God. How's that book coming along? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it could, hey, maybe that's another, you know. This is the shadow drop in the making, you know, right there. <laughs> this is the, the final Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know, that Ed Sheeran guy in the next fucking Game of Thrones or whatever. <laughs> but I don't know, dude. I mean, it looked much better than uh, Nickelodeon's take on a platformer. You really think sure. so? And absolutely. And that's, I say that with confidence because, I mean, think about it. Warner Brothers, what else do they make that's fighting game related? You got oh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat games. So, is, are we gonna have Shaggy fight Scorpion finally? Yeah. Is is it gonna be a thing? I hope so. I hope so. It's, it's definitely a possibility. Who knows? The fact that they put Shaggy in this game, they acknowledge that the community, or at least they know that motherfuckers are gonna no. jump. They're gonna drop money on Shaggy because they think it's funny. They're like, okay. They actually put Shaggy in the game. Now we have to actually play it. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is pretty good. You just threw a sandwich at him. Yeah, dude, oh, I mean, look at the Donkey Kong like, punch. It's just, it's silly, and it's funny, and it looks really well made. Because I was talking to Puopo, Wasted Space, our artist, and he was saying this. Like, Nickelodeon's game, it has weird mechanics. They they allowed things like grabbing projectiles, you know, like, like on well, launch. Like one of the most OP characters is Mikey because he had an infinite. Like these things are like off putting to a lot of people that play fighting games in the true. community. But I asked him, I was like, all right, so like, what makes a good fighting game then? And basically, he summed it up in like a very very good sentence. He's just like, when the mind games are good, the game is good. When the mix are good, the game is really good and i agree with him you know like he has he definitely makes a really strong argument right there so i think that i can't really fault nickelodeon for what the game was or is because this is their first fucking fighting game dude like well they've had to go with they've had older games uh similar styles it's just you know it's been a long time definitely not fighting games well, it was it wasn't like this. It was like a they had a 
drop in. They kind of they didn't really have a fighting game. It was like a Marvel Ultimate Alliance style game with Nickelodeon characters. So, but something like this, um, it's fun. I mean, the the biggest difference is too. I mean, this game's not going to be free to play. The other one is. So uh, on launch, probably maybe the next uh, the multiverses game might have less characters, but anyone can play it. Right. Where I mean, this game. I mean, who knows? What time? Like maybe the multiverses game isn't going to be that polished. Who you know? On launch, maybe it'll just be like Nickelodeon, where it's just kind of busted. We're not really sure. I mean, it's going to be on all platforms. I think Switch is like pending. But um, and then Nintendo, they they just did their last DLC character. They have nothing to worry about. They're still they're still selling uh, Super Smash for uh, full price. I just bought it. That thing was the most expensive game I bought out of all the games I bought. <laughs> right. But I mean, hey, one thing that Smash never did was the skins. I mean, you could clear. You can see here in the multiverses, they're messing with cool skins like the Rosario Superman, other stuff. Um, the only thing they really did was the DLC pass for the characters. So maybe multiverses will do the same thing. Same thing with Nickelodeon. I mean, yeah. I, d- I mean, I don't know, dude. What, what's his name? Sakurai or whatever. Yeah, dude. Maybe, maybe this is like his his grand plan. He was like, I'm tired of these super sweaty, bo ridden Smash players. I want to get rid of this community badly. So he was just like, this is our final one. And then everybody else is like, oh, okay, we'll take your sweaty nerd. Please. Well, you know, I think I think competition is good because, I mean, think about it. Like Smash Bros. didn't really have that much competition within its own, like, um, style of game. I mean, yes, technically a fighting game. But um, I think the only other game that's been kind of around that's been doing it is uh, Brawlhalla, which is another free-to-play game. And that one's like, pretty fun it's kind of a similar style it's uh i think there was a ninja turtles game too that came out not too long ago that didn't do too well but uh competition breeds improvements you know everyone's trying to you know up the other guy so we can hope that it'll only bring better things right i mean We look at FPS game, you know, let's just shift gears a little bit here. I mean, we were talking about how, um, speaking of shadow drops, Halo, yep. on the 20th anniversary of Xbox, just decided, hey, we're going to come out. And right after Vanguard and Battlefield's, um, when Battlefield came out, I mean, Battlefield, I think during the time Battlefield was still in uh, closed beta for people who pre-ordered the game. But no one was expecting Halo to come out. They're like, okay, we got Vanguard in October, Battlefield in November, and then Halo in December. Well, now we got all three. So Yeah, Halo came out ahead of schedule three weeks in advance. I mean, I can tell you right now, like, Halo is pretty fun. I like it. I mean, it's not like, like, I don't feel like it is the old days where I could play it for all night, but I still have fun with it. The time to kill is pretty long and you can be a little strategic. It's 4v4, so it's not like a big clusterfuck of people. Um, COD, when I, I've seen the streams for COD. I've seen my buddy play it. It's been, um, 
Dr. Disrespect and uh, Z Laner play it. And um, it, it looked okay. It just looked like a wild mess though. Like no teamwork, no one's doing anything. They're just running around shooting people like, Hey, we got to grind the game out because Warzone's coming out next season. That's the only reason why people are playing that game. And I'm afraid that possibly when Warzone comes out, maybe Halo might fall off. I'm not sure. Because I already know that Halo took some Apex players for sure. Like some people, I mean, a lot of people started on Halo and then moved on to other games. But um, as an arena shooter, I think Halo is doing better than Todd for sure. Especially in the rank system. I mean, the ranked is pretty fair. There's no, there's a pretty good loss for forgiveness system for people who leave mid-match. So you're not um, penalized. Yeah, the only thing I'm worried about is is that next Warzone Season 2 or that next map update that might dwindle the player base because there's still no word of Halo doing a Battle Royale. And some people were saying that this game's going to die without a Battle Royale. I think Battle Royale is fun, but I don't think it's a defining feature of whether a game's going to... Because Halo's always going to have its core fan base, you know? Um, True. Oh, oh, another thing that I was reading just today. I'm yeah. Not sure if you caught it, but you remembered how Final Fantasy they have the uh, uh, what is it that mobile shooter? Oh yeah. I remember I saw an I saw an article either today or yesterday. Oh, that stupid free to play VR game. Yeah, on launch it had like a million downloads. Oh my so, god. I mean, yeah. Of course it did. Every, everyone wants to shoot their guns and 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 uh, use Faraga too. <laughs> yep. I mean, dude, on launch with Jump Force only having about 10,000 peak players. Yeah. That's, not, that's peanuts to the million players that just downloaded that damn game. I mean, to be fair, it's easier to download a free to play mobile game, I mean, you know, than buy an actual game. I mean, yeah, may, maybe uh, maybe Jump Force is moving mobile. Who knows? I could only have to hit like three buttons, right? Hey, you know what? It could happen. I mean, Wild Rift is basically, you know, League Light, and it looks better than the actual game. Like, I don't know how they manage that. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe you're right. Maybe it is just the mobile market. The mobile market is just so it's it's just so easy to get into because hey, a everyone has a phone nowadays, and b it's just easily accessible with your on the go. I mean, that's the thing I like about the Switch. Uh, recently, I, you know, I've been playing that and. I just love the mobility of it and the fact that I can walk from one room to the next while watching my baby and, you know, casually playing the game if she's playing or something. I can't play, uh, you know, Dark Souls or Escape from Tarkov casually. <laughs> but I mean, if I'm playing a game like, uh, I don't know, Fire Emblem, where it's like a turn-based game and I can take my time, then yeah, it's perfect. Oh, I know how much you love the tea parties in Fire Emblem. <laughs> Yo, I don't know what's... You know what? This wasn't part of our... I just want to talk about this for a second. I just want to talk about this for a second. Okay. Whose fucking idea was it to put fucking tea parties in a Fire Emblem game? Like, What the fuck is going on, man? I just wanted to play the battles. Dude, I feel like half the game I've been playing 
has been all fucking bullshit. Like, oh, get to know your party. Get to know this. Go do the side quest. Go run around. Have a fucking tea party so you have the chance to to fuck or something. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, man. It's like a dating sim and a battle strategy game. And I'm like, dude, I just want to fight. Like, that's the thing. The fighting is so good. And the progression is great. Like, you can just do so much with the characters. Level them up in any way you want. And it's 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 great but the extra bullshit like it's so hard to stream that game because like half the time i'm doing fucking tea parties or running around this stupid ass map and then like everyone's just like uh and then i had a fucking accidental tea party with some nerd some dude yeah and then they they got some very questionable uh voice lines in there that makes me kind of second guess what i just heard you fight well. You what? You <laughs> what the? That's the main character Wait. saying that too. Yeah, it sounds like you fuck well. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> like, whoa. Settle down now. <laughs> yeah. But, but moving on. Yeah, moving on from that. I just, I just needed to get that off my chest since you mentioned that. Um. Okay. I mean. Let's wrap this up. I guess we talked mostly about everything. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts on Halo before we uh, end that discussion? I'm just glad that collectively, from what I've seen, when I say collectively, I'm just saying like the like a uh, like sneaky stream, for example. Like they're like this reminds me so much of old Halo and. A lot of people were agreeing, and I felt that way myself. And I was like, "This is awesome! I'm glad that it's uh, it's kind of a nod to all the all the older folk like us that grew up playing this back in middle school, you know, yeah, doing the land parties, and it's nice. It feels good. It feels balanced. It looks great. Yeah, I mean the and, guns. The guns feel yeah. fine. I mean, the, I think the the biggest thing just getting used to is the time to kill. I mean, Halo's time to kill is much longer than other games, so. Like a grenade won't instantly kill someone; it will just break their shields. So, but you can still do the yep. old like melee combo, and then magnum to the heads. So, I mean, uh, yeah, it's the original thinking man shooter. I mean, arguably, people would just be like, "Oh yeah, well that's Counter Strike." I'm like, "No, dude, everybody didn't grow up with a fucking Counter Strike, all right?" I mean, so. yes, yeah. I mean, Counter Strike is just less accessible, even though it you, you didn't really back need... then it was. Absolutely. Yeah, back then it was kind of like. Not everyone had a computer that could run it. Not everybody could afford like DSL internet. Yeah, that's another thing. Play that shit on dial-up. Just get shot immediately by your teammates before the enemy gets you. (laughs) And you also need to have like a very expensive computer. Yeah, (laughs) but yeah. Um, nah, man. I mean, I think for what Halo is, especially they they surprised everybody. They really liked it. It's not. It's not buggy. They they fixed the uh, what is it that one that one brute. He doesn't look like that anymore. Apparently, I don't know. Like there, every game is gonna have bugs these days, and anybody that expects otherwise, like they're they're delusional. I mean, the campaign yeah. itself is is whatever, right? I mean, uh, I want to see it. I people play it on on Twitch. I'm not gonna. I'm I'm already too old enough for. Halo campaigns are like COD campaigns. You know, they're epic, almost like a blockbuster movie. 
something you can grind with your friends. Because back in the day, I mean, you couldn't get certain helmets or armors without playing the campaign. Like, you had to get all the skulls, play on legendary mode, do all this shit. Um, so, I don't know. One thing that did kind of bug me about the multiplayer was the uh, battle pass is very slow to progress and granted it is free to play you know you don't get much if you don't fucking pay for that battle pass i'll tell you right now and and the stuff you get i mean you get armor modifications and stuff and it looks cool for the most part but it all kind of like looks the same and i don't know it's not very interesting to me to you know at least not yet seeing that i can't play this game for more than like an hour or two. So uh I don't know. It'll get better, I'm sure. And then campaign Do they have Blood Gorge? Do they have Blood Gorge as a as a map? I don't think so. I gotta... See, that's the only thing missing. If you can bring me Ascension or or Blood Gorge, I'm all over it. Like I miss that. The map it feels like when I play there's like four or five maps and um then they got the big team battles which are kind of forgettable for the most part depending on if you're playing hard point or just grand slayer or whatever uh yeah i don't know i think uh the maps need work and then of course yeah it'll probably come with time i just what i'm really hoping that they don't do with this game that they've done with like call of duty is you have like a 50 gigabyte update oh yeah i mean i think the yeah. game itself right now just multiplayer is 60 so i don't know how much it'll be with the with the campaign it's a nice little chunk and it is a little bit demanding like i'm running a 1060 gpu with a, an i7 7700 not the 7700k and like 32 gigs ram it's nothing special and this thing is aging but it does the job yeah so and that's still like I was looking at the at the chart and my stuff is like in the low to mid range. So that's good. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of I'm very interested to see how this looks on console. It's it is available for console, right? Yeah, it is. of course. Uh Xbox only. Alright, well, you know, I'm not sure. I, I don't have an Xbox Series S or whatever. Well, yeah, it's so yeah, you can play it for free, you know, on Xbox or in Xbox app on PC. Um, I like the ranks kind of so far. It's kind of fun. People play a little bit smarter and um, there's a little bit more tactics. Some of the gear and uh, weapon locations is kind of a learning curve. You got to know where the power weapons are and the regular weapons and uh, some of these new weapons where you, like this guy just one shot a fucking warthog with this spear thing. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like all right cool do they have is there any talks of them implementing something like the forge i know a lot of people really miss yeah that. i do miss so when halo 5 came out forge wasn't on release so maybe they'll do it later after the campaign comes out because uh forge is fine man Custom lobbies, build your own map, add whatever weapons and armor, whatever you want to do. I remember spending hours on that shit in Halo 3, just uh, building whatever, you know? I mean, I don't know, man. I never grew up with that. I never was so uh, 
lucky enough to have uh, an Xbox like that growing up. But yeah, I, I mean, mean I've you, always heard of my friends really liking Forge. Yeah, I mean, even even on Halo Two, just doing your own custom maps, just filling the whole yep. map with uh, energy weapons or energy swords, and just doing a big sword battle or just fucking around, testing out shit. Like it's fun. I am excited. Yeah, I'm excited to play more. I mean, every now and then when I don't have a game to play, I just pop over in uh, Halo, play a few rounds, and you know. Feels that need, I guess. <laughs> to shoot shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. Alright, got any uh, closing shout-outs, whatever? Yeah, I just want to, again, give a special uh, thanks to Puelpo and for providing the art showing here on the screen. For our audio listeners, we'll probably share some on youtube you'll see it on our youtube video and then maybe we'll add it on twitter as well just to give them an additional shout out so you can check that out on the ohms lounge podcast and of course we want to give a shout out to zay for giving us music you know he's uh had some hard times and i think he's doing better now and we really appreciate him and speaking of Riot Games, uh, they actually let out that uh, some free music as well. So shout out to them for doing that. I mean, that's nice. We've used that a few times in some of our previous videos. So um, we hope to do maybe one or two more podcasts before the year's out. Josh, do you have anything else to add? No, I'm good. Sorry for taking so long. No, and, no worries, uh, man. Thanks, thanks for thanks for everybody that's been listening and to those that have subscribed. And if you guys are listening on other platforms, please be sure to give us, you know, a like or a follow, subscribe, whatever, to all of our other little social media outlets. It, it just basically gives us a good understanding of like where people are at, and we can uh, we can accommodate accordingly with that information. We're still starting out. We're still learning, even though it's been like a year. <laughs> Damn, dude, it's half, been a year. Year. Well, half a year. Half a year. Half a year. Well, just about, just about. But still, like it's pretty, pretty impressive. Like how much we've grown just for the statistics. So, very warm and happy shout out to all the listeners. And that's it. Definitely, definitely. See you guys next time. All right. See you guys and talk to you later.